This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello and welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier, and we argue most important questions, what to read next. I'm Lisa, co-founder of The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. And I'm joined by the owners of three amazing independent bookstores. I'm Allie, and I own Still North Books and Bar in Hanover. I'm Carrie, one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. I'm Emma, one of the co-owners of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. And I'm Sam, the other co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich. And if you've heard us before, you know our episodes answer questions from listeners. So please send your reading dilemmas to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or use your preferred social media method to reach any of these three amazing independent bookstores. We promise to do our best to answer all questions we receive in an upcoming episode. If you've heard us before, you know that we record live and we don't often know what books we're getting ready to recommend. What you're going to hear today is the first time we have had to re-record. Um, I know. <laughs> we had done a delicious episode that was a question from a reader and had sent in, and we recorded it last month. And we have learned technical difficulties happen even when Mercury is not in retrograde. It's in retrograde now, so hopefully this will still work. So today's episode is our first attempt to correct ourselves and we are re-recording a question from a person on instagram who did not identify themselves or if they did identify themselves i did not write down who they were i think their name was emily was it emily or sarah Sarah. Never mind, we have no idea. Or Bill, or... <laughs> Who are you? No, Sound off. Maybe if I read the question, you will then identify yourself. I think it was <laughs> Show Emily. Yourself. I just wanted yeah. to make things more interesting. <laughs> so is Emily, who we're assuming was born in like 2000-something, based upon the name, right? Emily? No, I don't know. I feel it's kind of a perennial mm-hmm. favorite, Is Emily. It a perennial yeah. favorite? Okay. So. For a while. For a while. Least. We've okay. lapsed into wild conjecture at this point. <laughs> Sorry, so, Emily, wherever you are, yeah. or Sarah. So if that is your so, real name. Right. For this person who did reach us through Instagram, had a question. They are looking for Otessa Moshveg-ish literary fiction. And I think we had a huge emphasis on the ish part, with Otessa Moshveg being our riffing point. They're looking for something grotesque and damaged, but beautiful. And one of our bookstore owners wrote next to this, P.S., I love this. That was me. So my recommendation is another author, not necessarily a specific book, and that author is Melissa Broder. So this is where last time I jumped in and said, <laughs> "No way, me too." <laughs> but she can't act surprised this time because not she a knows. Great actor. <laughs> the first book of Melissa Broder's that I read was "So Sad Today," which is an essay collection. And the best thing I can say about this book is it made me feel like getting a warm, really lovely hug from a naked stranger. Which, a good feeling, no? Maybe. (laughs) Having never had that happen, I can't say. Sure. Neither have I. But basically, the reason why I think Melissa Broder would be a good comparison to Otessa Moschweg is she's definitely damaged. Her characters are damaged. But she just has this, like, lovely way of expressing 
the pain that she has been through or the pain that she's putting her characters through. So definitely damaged and beautiful. The other book of hers that I have read is Milk Fed. I think last time I let Allie describe the book. (laughs) Do you want me to jump in again or do you want to do it this time? I mean, the only thing I wrote in my notes is no one else can make frozen yogurt incredibly erotic. That's a fantastic elevator pitch for this book. So Milkfed is about a Jewish woman named Rachel in her 20s. She's really obsessed with food in terms of calorie counting. She deals with disordered eating and body image issues. So content warning for this one, if that's something that you deal with. But she, at our therapist's recommendation, she decides that she's going to take a detox from her mother, go no contact. And during that time, she meets Miriam, who works at a frozen yogurt place. A hence, yogurt purveyor. Yes, a yogurt <laughs> purveyor. And she's orthodox, and she is in a larger body, and she's just super free in her larger body. And she kind of just becomes this embodiment of Rachel's like temptations and desires. And kind of because of the space that Rachel has opened up with not talking to her mother, from whom many of her beliefs and issues and damage (laughs) comes from. Unintentionally, of course, speaking from the mother perspective. Always unintentionally. Always unintentionally. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There's a confused (laughs) look. I feel like her mom was pretty terrible. She was pretty bad. Yeah, sorry. She didn't know, though. If she knew, well, maybe not. I don't know. know. Maybe. You never know. You you don't really get too much from the mom's perspective. So it kind of the absence of her mother unlocks this kind of world of discovery. And I remember talking last time about how this book made me so uncomfortable when I first read it. As a warm hug from a naked stranger might make you feel uncomfortable but loved. I've kind of been reflecting about the book more since we talked about it. And I think I'm feeling the love a little bit more. I think that it's a challenging book. I've also never read Otessa Moshfeg. I Last time we said that I, w- I was going to read it, and I still haven't read my year of rest and relaxation. It's only been three weeks. But I imagine kind of one of the reasons that I haven't read my year of rest and relaxation is because I imagine that um, it will like plumb the depths of the psyche in a way that makes me super uncomfortable. And that is what Milkfed did. It's one of those that makes you think about things that we often try not to think about. There's this one scene where she's fantasizing about her therapist and then her therapist becomes her mother. And you're just like, where are we? But it's just like very brave and really interesting to read somebody who will just like sit with that discomfort in a way that I imagine Otessa Moshveg does. Looking for someone like Otessa Moshveg, then you're expecting to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that's true. I feel like Sam loved this question last time. Do you want to? Well, I, I was I was thinking I, I could go at the end because I have like five billion recommendations, but I can go next if you'd like. Carrie, do you want to jump in first? As someone else who hasn't read Otessa yet, I also <laughs> did not have time to read my year of rest and relaxation in between last recording and now, so we can still do that book club if yes! you want. But in the question, she talks about grotesque and damaged but beautiful, and those bring to mind one of my favorite books of all time, which is Mr. Splitfoot by Samantha Hunt. Which is so good, and she's so good. Mm-hmm. It's a contemporary gothic novel. It's a subversive ghost story. It harkens back to spiritualism and the legacy of the Fox sisters in upstate New York, if you know anything about that. There's two different storylines in the book. One is these orphans who are under the care of a religious fanatic 
and to pass the time at the orphanage that they live in, they talk to the dead. Like you do. Yeah, like you do. (laughs) And so they definitely hearken back to the Fox sisters in that storyline. And the contemporary storyline is a woman who unexpectedly finds herself pregnant and just kind of drops everything and walks away from her life to go to the woods. And the two stories are very much intertwined and they grow toward each other. And I just remember getting to hear Samantha Hunt talk about the way that she wrote this novel and and it's beautifully written. And I just, I remember loving every minute of it even though it was dark. So I feel, I feel like it's related. Probably not the same kind of discomfort because I definitely don't remember feeling that uncomfortable. I love how anyone who's going to be listening to this is like, wow, Otessa Moshmeg is going to make me extremely uncomfortable. Right? Has anyone read Death in Her Shoes? Uh, is that what it's called? It's called Death in, Death in Her hands, hands, I think. Not shoes. Yes. She's walking at the beginning. I don't know. For some reason, even though I have not read it, I've imagined that Mr. Splitfoot is kind of closer in to maybe not. I'm getting blank stares. Although I love the fact that Sam knew exactly what you were talking about and could substitute hands and shoes. Well, it's, an, it's another Otessa yeah. book. Previous or most recent novel, uh, except for the one that's that's coming very soon. Pre-order from your local indie. Yes. <laughs> um, that one, I mean, Death in Her Hands was a real departure for Moshfeg. I almost would argue that it is less moshfeg than some of her earlier works, but I think that that's really all. All in the eye of the beholder. I mean, the thing about our Tessa is that there really is no one quite like her, and she does a slightly different thing every single time she puts pen to paper, and that's, I think, one of one of the things that keeps me personally as a serial Atessa Moshfig reader coming back for more is that there's, you know... There are through lines, but a lot of these novels are very different from one another. You know, you're never going to get Eileen too from a Tessa Moshfeg. You're going to get just a completely different novel. So what are your, some of your recommendations? All right. We get, we're going to segue right into you there. And so on that, on that note, I couldn't choose just one book for this. And it occurred to me that I could have changed all of my recommendations in the meantime as we, as we re-recorded this episode. But I didn't. This is the same array that I had before. And I, I, upon further reflection, I think that these do a good stab at trying to replicate the intangible, brilliant Moshfeg thing that I think you're looking for, Emily. Instagram person. <laughs> it is it is tricky to replicate Moshfeg exactly because of course as as I as I said, she does something a little different every time and, and despite publishing industry's best attempts to market other people as the next Moshfeg, there's nobody quite like her, but there are some forebearers and some other contemporary writers that are really touching on the same nerves. I think any discussion about the kind of feverish, delusional, but also sort of brilliantly interconnected corner of the Moshfeg universe, which you see a little bit in uh, like my year of rest and relaxation. No discussion of, of that is complete without talking about Joy Williams and The Changeling, which is 
a really, really brilliant fever dream of a novel. I believe it was released, I had this in my notes last time, I believe it was originally released in 1978. It was recently reissued in the past couple of years by Tin House in a really beautiful paper overboard, just gorgeous cover. Looks nice on your shelf. Absolutely a book that you're going to get lost in. The basic premise is that the protagonist is unhappily married into a kind of an eccentric family who live on a private island off the northeast coast somewhere. She attempts to escape with her infant to Florida. She is involved in a plane crash when her estranged husband finds her to take her home. And she survives. Her child survives. Her estranged husband does not survive. The family brings her back to the island. And as she slowly kind of lapses in and out of the present plane of reality, we start to question whether she has the right child, whether she's the right her, whether any of this is really happening or not, whether we're all turning back into wilderness, slowly growing moss, hooves, and descending into into nature. Who knows? It's anybody's guess. It's brilliant. And I can't imagine that after reading some of Moshfig's really great novels that she didn't, wasn't a close reader of The Changeling. It still holds up and it's still really worth a read. The thing about Atessa Moshfig, she's also funny, sometimes quite so. Sometimes people are uncomfortable with how funny her uncomfortable <laughs> books make them. I, whether she, this is a direct influence or not, she owes something there to Mary Robeson, a poet laureate of the brilliantly uncomfortable and snappily funny. Mary Robeson has a smattering of novels and great short story collections over her long career. I think the most, perhaps the most Moshfeg-ish of these novels is One DOA, One on the Way, which is set in post-Katrina New Orleans. The protagonist is a film scout. Her job is to drive around in a van and scout locations for people to shoot movies. In the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, this has changed a little bit. Her city's in ruins. Nobody's sure if help is coming or not. She is trying to make sense of the world, and she's trying to make sense of her own strange marriage to an eccentric, wealthy family. There's kind of a through line between these two novels as well, now that I'm thinking of it. She's married to a man who is one of two identical twins. He has recently been diagnosed with a terminal illness, and she is coping as a result with existential crises, large, small, and medium. And this is kind of a book that it's very funny. It's told a lot in in bulleted lists and in very snappy dialogue. And it kind of races towards a conclusion that I can only describe as like something out of a Coen Brothers film. So definitely humor of Eileen and uh, other Moshfeg works like that really comes out in one DOA, one on the way by Mary Robeson. And for a more contemporary book that I think really captures the same spirit, I can't shut up without talking really briefly about Fake Accounts by Lauren Euler, which is a novel about a young woman who is kind of coasting through her job and dealing with the aftermath of the 2016 election and one day realizes that her sort of non-committal semi-serious boyfriend of the past year and a half is secretly an internet conspiracy theorist. So she does what 
any well-adjusted young person would do upon discovering this news. She quits everything, moves to Berlin, and decides to slowly reinvent herself and kind of fracture reality in her own ways on the internet in an attempt to make sense of the fractured reality of the present moment. Again, this is kind of a snort beverage out your nose funny sort of a novel. It is very, very, very smart on so many different levels, and it will make you very uncomfortable, especially if you are a person on the internet here in this old 21st century. Fake Accounts by Lauren Euler. And again, as I mentioned before earlier in the in this episode, there is a brand new Atessa Moshfeg novel coming out, so you don't have to wait long. Latvona is coming out, I believe, on June 21st. Do pre-order it at your local indie. Emily, if you run out of these, you like these, (laughs) just come by the shop and see me. I'll have something new for you. And so it sounds as if you can drop in on Otessa's work at any one of her novels. Like, you don't have to start from the beginning because they're all so different. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Just wanted to emphasize that for those who might be wondering, like, but do I order the new one having not read anything else she's done they all stand alone we all stand alone no this was a very i like that we ended with humor no matter how we began and no matter how we ended with that we end this episode the question that we were answering was we were looking for otessa moshfeg ish and the emphasis on ish because everyone seemed to interpret that a little differently fiction something grotesque and damaged but beautiful want to go around and say what books you recommended just because that was a lot let's start with the end sam why don't you go with what you recommended all right that went the changeling by joy williams any mary robeson novel but especially one doa one on the way by mary robeson and fake accounts by lauren euler and i recommended so sad today and milk fed by melissa broder when you first said so sad today i thought you were describing yourself instead of the title of the book and I just wanted to reach out and hug you so I'm like just wanted you to know that that was my I was like so sad today oh thanks for not being a naked stranger (laughs) right I'm neither naked nor stranger so next Carrie I recommended Mr. Splitfoot by Samantha Hunt and I stole or had my recommendation (laughs) stolen I shared oh that's so much better I shared a recommendation (laughs) with Emma for Milk Fed by Melissa Broder great Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great book, CATV, Upper Valley Media Community, and these three fabulous Upper Valley bookstores, The Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, The Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, you can email us a question or send us a voice memo at shelfhelpuv at gmail.com that shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or you can contact any of these three fabulous stores using your preferred social media method. We're here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us and see you next time on Shelf Help. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at catv8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number eight, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the Listen section on our homepage.